Erosion Chapter 13 I have been a stranger in a strange land. Exodus Gary slid everywhere as he ran down Route 24. He didn't know where he was going, but the fear in his brain made him want to run. The voices battled on against each other, and they seemed to not even need him anymore. Where before they spoke only to him, now they spoke amongst themselves, arguing and debating. He wanted them to stop. They spoke about him as if he wasn't there, listening all the time. Like they had any choice but to let him hear, since it was his mind they used at the theater for their dramatic orations. Ayanwenta and Oprah argued for restraint, and that made sense to Gary. Perhaps his actions should be controlled, purposeful, as he seeks justice for our people, they said. We need to speak to the Senate and representatives about the wrongs committed by the white men. Educate them on the truth. Our time is long in waiting, said, sitting with thousands of warriors on the rotted-out stumps of forests cut down for the white man's expansion into the land. We go to war in seeking reparations. Take the lives of the ones who oppress so that their long reach is shortened little by little. This killing will not unite the first people. It allows freedom for the first people to breathe our own air and become strong like the great old trees or the herds of buffalo. A warrior in chief said, Poor Denosaudi must have ground to lay on when they like, and the waters to fish in when they are hungry, or we will die. Look how our people are lost without the hunt. They turn to poison to replace the endeavors the Great Spirit once commanded us to do. My people still have a long road to travel, but we have learned that to change the system, we must be inside of it, Oprah said. She stood behind Hiawentha, in a long silver gown, looking beautiful and strong, like the clan mothers. To change things, you must join them, become the kinds of people they respect, doctors and lawyers and politicians. Only then can you bring them to think like you do. She speaks wisely, but I think that we need to keep independent, separate from the whites as our own government. I have united our people once as a strong nation. I can help to do it again. This is not impossible. With blood we were introduced to the whites, and with blood we must send them away. They have control over our fields, our rivers, and our mountains. Who are we that they would give them back freely? They look to retain their land rights and keep the first people on dusty reservations until we die out, Bad Spirit said. No, we must wage war. The warriors behind them all cheered, chanting and raising their war clubs in the air. Gary did not know what he believed was right, so he stayed silent as the great people argued back and forth, repeating their views and debating the others. The voices roiled and Gary drove. He had made it up to the last walking bridge still standing between the farms and town and crossed only minutes before the water swept over it. There was no way to go back home, but he'd already decided that he was not going back anyway. If he kept moving, they'd never find him. That was the only thing the voices agreed on. Gary must keep moving, because no matter what they decided, he must never let the white men catch him. 
On Route 24, you turned toward town and faced a line of cars, all sitting in the rain, red taillights as far as he could see into town. This was not good. We must keep moving, they agreed. He must keep going, but he must not be spotted. Gary rummaged through his bag. He only took out his war club and slung the bag over his shoulder. He escaped into the woods lining the highway. The sound of the engines faded and the rain enveloped them. It hit the trees and hissed like the warriors all cheering him on. He was their chief now. He was important, and whatever the council in his mind decided, he would follow. It was then that he sensed the wolves following him. They stayed far back, but he knew as if he had the sense of smell and sight of the wolves, that they were behind him, following, judging, and waiting to see what side he chose. It was clear that the wolves were sent to him by bad spirit. The wolf, though noble, was crafty and vicious. He ran across the road. The truck swerved just in time to avoid hitting him and spun all the way around to face the opposite direction. Gary stared at the little pickup truck. The engine rumbled. The rain exploded from the sky, battering his face. The window rolled down. Hey! Gary recognized the man. It was Smallpaw from the reservation. He had left years ago. Lately, he had seen Smallpaw around Canyon Park. Hey! Smallpaw shouted again. Gary walked up to the truck. Hey, man, get in, Smallpaw said. He didn't look like an Anita anymore. He looked like a white man. He smelled like a white man's perfume. Get in, man, he said. Where are you going? I almost killed you. You need a ride back to the reservation? Gary shook his head. Where are you going? I am a wolf's breath after the kill, Gary said. I felt them behind him in the woods. What the hell? Are you crazy? I am the tip of the arrow. He raised his war club. Smallpaw tried to drive away, but Gary had already opened the door. He climbed into the truck cab and struck Smallpaw on the head. The crack was loud and telling. The first strike had killed the man. The blood wet his shirt and pooled on the seat, filling the tiny cracks and grooves. The truck slowed down. You wear a white man's mask, but you are not him, Gary said. He released the spirit into the sky. He hoped that the sky road of the Milky Way was visible to the spirits through the clouds or his soul would drift forever on the open road. He put the truck into park and climbed down. Sirens broke through his thoughts. He did not know how the white man knew what he did already, but he had to leave. He ran across the road and down a hill into a school building filled with people evacuated from the farmlands. He recognized many of the vehicles of his former neighbors would be a good place to hide.
listening to Erosion by Lon S. Cohen. To find out more, please visit www.coincide.blogspot.com. This audio book is a production of Zilco Studios. Ha, 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 ha,